I'm Jim Jupiter, the healthiest man in Chicago. Then you should heal quick when I pull your spine through your mouth. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a whoop No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children Podcast. And here are your hosts, Jerry, Justin, and Al. Hey guys, welcome back. It is hump day, so get on all fours. This is the Married with Children podcast. My name is Al, the studliest man on earth. I am joined by, well, a guy who reminds me of Jim Jupiter, you know, take away the biceps, triceps, quadriceps, washboard stomach. And what do you got? Jerry. What's up, Jerry? I can't even argue that point because <laughs> it's true. Uh, I'm just a guy. What you have left is a guy with a, with a positive attitude. And uh, one who's in sync with his inner Steve. <laughs> well, um, we're also joined by the guy who wants to go see Mikado tonight, Justin. Well, what's up, man? Uh, who's he fighting? <laughs> He's fighting Yum Yum. <laughs> Mikado. Yeah, so we're doing Dead Men Don't Do Aerobics. This is season... Whoa, spoilers! Don't tell me the end of it with the title, <laughs> Married with Children. Thank God. Like, why would they put that in the TV guide? <laughs> Yeah, like that. Like that's just a, a huge like spoiler for the whole episode. And last week we spoiled it because I read that description, and then I had to lie to Justin and say, "Oh no, that's not really what happened." <laughs> <laughs> but oh, great! Now he knows it's a lie. Well, now he saw it. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but uh, TV aerobic instructor Jim Jupiter goes to the Bundy house. Peg wins a week with Jim Jupiter. Two weeks, which I think is really a lot why would someone waste two weeks with someone yeah like what did she do to win this like did each person pay like 25 dollars? so it, no it was just like it, it looked like it was just like names put your name on a mailing list or something how is that beneficial to anybody i mean it's not even being recorded no one could see this like wouldn't it at least make sense to bring the camera crew down and then you could see the transformation of the lucky winner over the two weeks yeah, that, I was actually wondering why they didn't do that. Like, it just that seemed like a better move for the, like the episode, right? And then like all the cameras would like annoy Al and stuff like that, right? I feel like I did feel like there's a little bit of a missed opportunity with this episode because yeah, it really doesn't make sense. Like, like why would what reason on earth would he <laughs> actually spend two weeks with somebody? I don't know. Like, yeah, like if it's not being taped, there is no reason. Like, like yeah. this is written by Catherine Green and Michael Moy, uh, directed by Jerry Cohn, as usual. Um, so Catherine Green, yeah, I don't know. I guess she just figured the visuals and the jokes will just pull it through, and hopefully nobody does a podcast on this. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a landmark episode because it is the start of the iconic couch sequence that would last until the beginning of season 10 departs from the show. Jim Jupiter is played by Tom Lamb. Uh, he shared a TV show with another alumni of children, Ted McGinley. They were both on Dynasty. 
Uh, it's really he's not really a famous guy or anything. He, he hasn't worked since like 1993 or so. So I actually was trying to find out if if, if he died because uh, that would be cool for the show. But um, <laughs> but he didn't really. Oh, for our show because now we get to it's like he really died. But um, but no, he's he, there's no proof that he's dead. But he has not worked. His career is dead um, since '93. So the other uh, unique thing, real quick, about Jim Jupiter is that his name is Jim Jupiter, but his symbol on his shirt and for his show is Saturn, which is odd. Ah, uh, that is weird. They should have named him Sam Saturn instead. Sam Saturn. Yeah, Jim Jupiter really does sound great, but it's weird, like, okay, well, what's his symbol going to be? It's just a circle? That's the cool thing about Saturn. It has these rings around it that obviously everyone knows are made of ice, water, and rocks and stuff. But the thing I thought was interesting when I was looking it up is why are those rings around it? And they say that Canna proposed that the rings are icy remnants of a bygone moon. When Saturn and its satellites formed along the rest of the solar system 4.5 billion years ago, one of Saturn's large moons formed too close to the planet to maintain a sabbatical orbit. So it just like spread and dissolved and the gravity of the planet kept it centered right around it. Like that's like the weirdest thing ever. Uh, Jim Jupiter is a TV show. It's like a workout show. Basically, I think this is a... Uh, satire or parody of Richard Simmons. Yep. I mean, even in, in at this time, like just for example, I went to Goodwill the other day where I look at like VHS. You know how many workout VHS there are from like the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, trying to get all it, that Tybo. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> exact. There was that too, but um, it's just one of those things where like uh, I think that it was very um of the time like that like this is this just looks like something that existed back then you know what i mean oh yeah it was the craze you know believe it or not arnold schwarzenegger is the one who brought working out into like the pop culture because it was always seen as like some gritty dark gym that just it just seemed like a very dank uninteresting place where certain types of people went and then once arnold came out and he was so different and pop culture-ish and became a movie star it became like well even normal people could look like this now we could be in these big nicely lit gyms they're clean there's a bunch of girls on the treadmill treadmill or elliptical yeah uh on those things and it's like now cool to work out and normal people do it so it was a big and he he became famous in the late 70s early 80s so it was a big craze and it just kept going and jack lane and all that so it was like a big boom and one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and rest. Okay, ladies, let's take a break while I mix up a Jim Jupiter spirulina and wheatgrass shake. Look at that sweat glistening off of Jim Jupiter's arms. Come on, baby. Mama wants a salt lick. I wouldn't mind being the first woman on Jupiter. Mm. Not that Steve has anything to laugh at. (laughs) 
Marcy is a jerk for saying that Steve is is anything to laugh at and then laughing at him. Yeah, she laughed at Steve. You know, it does seem odd, doesn't it? I mean, Al and Steve look nothing like Jim, and yet they're all lumped together as men. <laughs> well, let's not be hasty. Men like Jim Jupiter may not be all they're cracked up to be. Take away his biceps, triceps, quadriceps, washboard stomach, and what have you got? Whoa. Whoa, no more tacos at lunch for me. Hey, could you ring this shirt out? I gotta wear it tomorrow. Hey, food. Yeah, there's a six-pack in the fridge. I kind of like to have a little something to wash it down with. Why don't you pop this chicken in the oven? Oh, <laughs> excuse me, Marsh, that's an honest mistake. <laughs> Squish away from me. You know, I've known him for four years, and I've never seen him dry. You've never had sex with him. <laughs> oh, look, Jim's greased up and ready. Who's the sissy Mary? That's Jim Jupiter, the healthiest man in Chicago. Oh, yeah? Do you have guns like these? Put your arms down, Al. You're killing the plants. Oh, Jim's speaking. Okay, ladies, I guess you all know what it's time to do now. Dash off to a Judy Garland concert? Well, Judy Garland's obviously the girl from The Wizard of Oz. You all know that. She was Dorothy. And she became, you know, she obviously she didn't become. She was a singer even in that movie. And she had a very big gay following. A lot of her fans were gay for some reason. There's always, like, some people who it turns out they get a big gay audience. Uh, I don't know why that happens. It happened to, like, Lady Gaga. It happened to... That's so funny that I was literally thinking of that person as you were talking. (laughs) Yeah, some people just get that reputation. I don't know how that happens, though, but... Well, I'll let you know when it happens to me. It's time to announce the winner of the free Jim Jupiter workout. Yep, Jim is going to spend two whole healthy weeks with some lucky woman. Me, 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 me. Now, what lucky lady will get to spend two weeks with Jim Jupiter, the healthiest man in Chicago? And the winner is... <laughs> Ms. Peggy Bundy! <laughs> Someone special to share my life with. <laughs> uh, Peg, I know you never asked for my permission when we got married or when you conceived the children, but uh, if you think that Fruit Loop is staying in my oh, Marcy, house... Marcy, I get to watch Jim Jupiter do squat thrusts for two whole weeks in my house. Can you believe it? Now, so what? Who needs him? I already have a real man at my house. A wandering minstrel, I think. What do you say, Mars? You want to go see Mikado tonight? Or he's going to marry yum, 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 yum. First, she's berating Steve, and now he's a real man, and he walks in singing The Wandering Minstrel. That is a song written by Gilbert and Sullivan for their 1885 comic opera, The Mikado. It is the second song in Act 1. So that's all that is. I I can't really say I'm going to go see Mikado anytime soon. Hey, if it's good enough for Steve, it's good enough for me. Exactly. Oh, please, let me watch Jim squat. Just once, please. (laughs) Well, okay, but don't touch. Now, I've got to buy a new leotard. I want to look great for Jim. 
Forget it. He's not coming. No, ma'am. No chance, no way, no how. Peg, I'm sorry, but this time I just have to say, I have spoken. <laughs> Want to see Mikado tonight? Who's he fighting? <laughs> Peg does something here where she's preparing for Jim Jupiter, and she tells them to forget about their empty little lives and think of hers. This came off a lot better to me. I think the writers are writing Peg better because in season three, they were starving during the Married to Queen episodes. I think it was part one. And she says, forget about your empty little stomachs and don't ruin my day or whatever she said. Now, this is just way better. It still has Peg written all over it, but it's just not as cruel or just cold. Yeah, the joke that dinner's in two weeks works a lot better for me. It comes off as more playful and more obviously a joke as to where the jokes in season three were, they were jokes, but they were like, I think this is actually happening. Yeah, like like you're looking at Peg like you're kidding, right? Yeah. Now, Justin, do you think Peg looked hot and desperate? Um, I, those leotards, you know, dude, like they always, I actually don't like when chicks are in them. Like they, they look weird to me. Like, I just think that they're all sweaty and gross. Like, do you guys ever think that? Cause like, especially like the back piece that like goes in between like, like their ass, like a little oh, bit, yeah. like it's, I don't know. They always just like gross me out. Cause I mean, usually if they wear them, they're working out. Right. So. Oh yeah. I never found that attractive. It always seems kind of gross to me. Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly, and I swear, I feel like I already said this on the show, this is the first time you see Peg eating bonbons. I feel like we've we've seen her with bonbons before this episode. Yeah, I know she definitely said them. This person and this inserter and IMDB says the first time she ate them. I don't know. You will, I will say in the episode I'm talking about, she didn't. They were already eaten. She was throwing away the container. So it might be true, but... I feel like there's another episode where we see her eating on the couch and it's some kind of small chocolate thing, right. like a bonbon. Yeah, so what, what, what is actually a bonbon? I used to think it was like a Whopper. Not the burger. There's a Oh, like the chocolate, those nasty chocolate things? Yeah. What? Whoppers are delicious. Dude. Dude, those things suck. No, they're great, man. You put them in your mouth and just like suck them and roll them around and they slowly <sighs> melt. Okay, bonbon refers to any several types of sweets, especially small candies coated in chocolate. The word originated from French language where the first reports of bonbons came to the 17th century, where they were at the French royal court. I guess it's any any sweet covered in chocolate is a bonbon. Oh, he's here! He's here! Okay, now everybody behave normally and don't say anything stupid. Come to mama. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm Jim Jupiter, the healthiest man in Chicago. Uh, I'm Bud Bundy, the steadiest man on earth. <laughs> I'm Kelly Bundy. It's a pleasure to meet you, Jim. A year from now, let's just say that much, wouldn't you guys love Kelly to look at us like she looked at Jim and then wipe the drool from her lips? Uh, yeah, hopefully a year from now, I'm also one of the, uh, people that's telling her to hurry up because I got to get back to the ship. <laughs> I mean, wow. wow, she looked so good in this episode. 
I, I don't even know what to say. Jim. Uh, Bud Bundy, we met a moment ago. I have a question for you. Like, as if Jim is so stupid that he couldn't remember that he he met this guy, like, 90 seconds ago. Yeah, you know what? That joke really didn't work for me because Jim, because, like, they hadn't established Jim Jupiter being dumb. I think you just assume those guys are dumb, though. It's but assuming that he's dumb, but I'm also like, this this guy has a TV show. At minimum, he memorizes stuff to repeat. So I'm pretty sure he would be able to remember your name, bud. Ooh, look at you. Well, we do know Jim can count, that's for sure. He can count up to 70s or so. We know that, right? <laughs> yeah. So one of the best Kelly rips ever is when he says, How do I gain a upper body strength? Wear weights on your arms when you squeeze your pimples? <laughs> Uh, Whoa, did you guys know that you could buy a Jim Jupiter shirt? Oh my god. Where, eBay? <laughs> no, it's uh, Spreadshirt.com. A little expensive right now, but uh, you could definitely buy hoodies, shirts with the logo, the same logo. Really? That, what an obscure thing to own. <laughs> like, wow. Wow, really, Jim? Should I write Jim Saturn? Oh, it's, a, it's a little cheaper on Redbubble. Dot com. It's twenty one thirteen there. It's like twenty eight on uh, Spreadshirt. Yeah, I'll go to the. And they're both exactly the same design. Uh, yes. Just the other one. The one on the cheaper one is only available in white. Oh, okay. yeah. I'd rather have color in mine. I'd rather blue like Jim. Oh, okay. There. Yeah. There. You could actually get them a little cheaper too. There's a there's a regular men's t shirt size one. I kind of want this. I don't know why. Yeah, me too. It doesn't <laughs> even make sense, but I want it. <laughs> <laughs> so weird wow somebody actually put that logo on a shirt that's awesome i'll be damned yeah this is a pretty iconic episode uh like it or not i mean it's you can't forget it like we could reference this at the end of our show and we'll say remember jim jupiter oh yeah of course like it's just one of those things that you just don't forget i don't know so kelly uh drops something i forgot i kind of lost focus after five seconds and then bends over to pick it up oopsie uh-uh the correct way to pick something up is to bend from the knees what a shame a body like that and not a brain in his head it's like you're like he's like famous. He probably has like girls throwing themselves at him all the time. You know what I mean? So he just to him it's just like another day. You know what I mean? I was gonna say too. Uh, he actually has those two girlfriends at the end. So really, <laughs> Kelly just said all. <laughs> she said all, all, that body and not a brain in his head, and then she proceeds to walk into the wall, which uh, that's the joke, guys. That's also her case. <laughs> Hi, Peg. How was your day? Looking up, uh, Al, meet Jim. I'm Jim Jupiter, the healthiest man in Chicago. Then you should heal quick when I pull your spine through your mouth. We've come up with a lot of times where, like, we've clearly, like, seen Al in situations where he could cheat and he didn't. And through the past season and going into this season... I, I'm starting to wonder if Peg is in the same situation, would cheat or not. 
don't know. So Jim says, hi, I'm Jim Jupiter, the healthiest man in Chicago. Like, I, <laughs> what a way to introduce yourself. And I was like, good, then you'll heal quick when I pull your spine through your mouth. <laughs> I would love to see that. Oh, just play some Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Peg, as you know, I am the man. And a man's home is his coffin. <laughs> Don't you understand? I just want what every married woman wants. Someone besides her husband to live with. I mean, what do you think I'm going to do with him? Lick him up and down? (laughs) Nuzzle my head against his rippling, heaving chest? Plant little angel kisses all over his glistening... Okay, so it's innocent. (laughs) From Jim telling Peg to get on all fours, her reaction to Al... Uh, telling Peg he wants supper and and all this. You you could just really tell that these actors really got the rhythm of the show down now. Like, there's like a really fluid vibe that goes on through here. I just noticed that, like, these actors all really, by season four, like, this is where everything is just going so perfect. And they just have it all down. So, Peg pulls the same joke on Al that Al pulled when Tiffany was over there. Uh, Earth Angel, when she sa- when he says, you know, Peg will sleep on the couch, and she and she says, you know, if the two of you can't get along, then Al will have to leave. So yeah, but I get what you're saying. How how we've seen this situation before. I don't think it was necessarily a opportunity. Like we've seen actual opportunities for where you know the the female party was interested in al like in a sexual manner and him turn it away i'm not so sure if we've seen that with peg to that extent though you know but yeah it's it's pretty interesting that this is similar to earth angel in that in that way yeah, it's closer to that because jim's not gonna have sex with peg he's not offering it yeah yeah but the but the interesting thing there is it's always girls hitting on al and al denying it and for peggy it's always her hitting on the guys yeah Okay, Jim. Al's going out to dinner. Instead of going out to dinner, Mr. Bundy, why don't you stay here and work out with us? I mean, what's the point of having a beautiful, sexy young wife if you're just going to look like that? <laughs> Listen, Jim Bellina. <laughs> don't let these slits on my wrist fool you. I'm in great shape. I was an athlete in high school. So was I. I was a gymnast. (laughs) Gymnast isn't an athlete. A gymnast is like like a girl. I'm just here to borrow some spirulina. Jim Jupiter! Honey, it's Jim Jupiter. What a surprise. Gee, I'll bet he came here in that van outside that says Jim Jupiter. Shut up. Marcy. This is my husband, Scrawny. I mean, Steve. Now, that's messed up. Here's my husband, Scrawny. This. You know what? If she's going to treat Steve like that, you know... She shouldn't be surprised if Steve ever leaves her. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jim Jupiter. Nice to meet you, Steve. Nice, firm handshake. Yeah, well, I played a little sousaphone in high school. <laughs> Were 
you two getting ready to exercise? I hate to interrupt. Well, actually, Jim and I were just getting good, started. Good, good, Well, I'm all warmed up. Let's get down on the floor and get pumped. <laughs> you believe these two want this guy? You know what he did in high school? He was a gymnast. <laughs> Ah, football in the band. That's where the men were in our day, right, buddy? Let's say we go get us a pizza, Steve. Yeah. Let's eat till we vomit. You know, like men. Or we're going to eat. Yum, 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 yum. But Marcy uh, basically barges in and says, let's get on the floor and get pumped. <laughs> so she's down for anything. Uh, Peg doesn't want her there and pushes her out of the door while they're running circles around the couch. When Al and Steve say, you know, screw this, let's go get a pizza and eat like men and throw up and blah, 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 because the real men were in the band and football, um, they leave the house and they just leave the door wide open. So I'm thinking, like, why would they do that? And then, obviously, it's just to set up the scene where they're running around the couch and Peg could easily push Marcy out of the house. And then slam the door on her. So you know what? I, yeah, because that's making me think of that episode where I talked about Steve going to open or going to close yeah, the door it open. and then pulling his hand back. Mm-hmm. He, they they learned from their last time. <laughs> okay, Jim, I'm beat. I'm just gonna sit over here while you flex me off to sleep. That's not quite how it works, Mrs. Bundy. Uh, just how does it work, Jim? Peg didn't realize that she actually has to work out when Jim comes to the house. Like, I don't know how she got the idea that she that Jim's going to flex her off to sleep. But, like, I don't know what was in the promo for this or whatever. But Peg didn't think she'd have to do anything. Even if you guys, like, if there was, like, somehow, this would never happen. But some super hot chick and she was giving this away. Would you want her over your house and... You have to work out for two weeks. Like, how would this even work? How many hours a day could you possibly work out? What happens during all the downtime? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, this is just the most crazy scenario ever. They they even make mention of him sleeping there. Like, he's literally moving in for two weeks. Right. That doesn't seem cost effective. That doesn't seem... Like, I guess it like now would never work because almost everybody has a job. There's no like stay at home. Like people don't stay at home anymore. Yeah, who could stay as like a stay at home parent? Yeah. Who's going to do that? Plus, like, you're right. What do they do for that entire time? Is it him teaching how to make a proper breakfast (laughs) and then working out and then teaching you how to make a proper lunch and then working out? And then like and like him coming alone in that van. (laughs) Like, wouldn't there be a team of any, like we said, cameramen, but there's nothing here. It's just a guy who just is willing to do this. Uh, I I would hate if that happened to me. Like, I did not want to have, like, first of all, I don't want to work out with some hot chick training me who's who's more in shape than me. Like, I don't (laughs) want to do that. That just, that seems uncomfortable to me. Right. Like, I don't want to see her. I don't want her seeing me struggle. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> and then also, like, I, it just it sounds like such a bad time. I think that I think this episode is really messy with the concept. Uh, like, literally, all they had to do was just say that there were camera people, too. And it would have just, just made more sense. Or, or, like, make it a two-day thing or something and just make her break it, her his will over yeah. two days or something. Not a six-day break. Um. It's, it couldn't have happened that way, though, because the cameraman would have coached Jim and be like, 
dude, what are you doing? You can't do this. You can't smoke. You can't eat bonbons. What are you doing? We have a whole thing going on. You're going to ruin it. The show's going to be like somebody would have talked sense into this guy in that span of two weeks if they were with him. So that that couldn't have worked. And I, I can't see that her breaking a lifetimes of being the healthiest guy in Chicago and just like two or three days and he just turns into a guy who dies on TV. You know, it's almost like it has to be this way. I get that. But it's just it's the whole concept as a whole, I guess, makes no sense. But it doesn't hurt anything for me. Like, I'm never going to watch this later on and say, oh, well, man, I realized that on the show that this really couldn't happen. I'll never do that. I'm still going to love it and just go with the jokes and have and enjoy the moments. So it's it's a weird episode, uh, this one, conceptually, but uh, I think it's still really fun. <clears throat> so watching Jim count everything is just insanely hilarious to me. <laughs> like, to see this guy go, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 20, and then like you keep, it's like montaging everything Peg does, and he just keeps on counting and one, and two, and three, and four, and five, and six, and seven, well, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 57, 58, 59, 60, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67. Now there's two things Peg does not do. Let's clear up a few misconceptions. There are two things Peggy Bundy doesn't do. Number one, cook, clean, sew, vacuum, iron, and parent. And number two, exercise. Well, Jim Jupiter loves a challenge. And we've, we've literally had an episode that where she went out and exercised with Marcy and then tried to convince Marcy to make a, a room. Uh, the, the room for exercising. Right. She did exercise. I mean, I, maybe maybe she gave up on it, and now she doesn't exercise, I guess you could say. It has been, you know, two seasons, two, two and a half, almost three whole seasons since we got since we had that. Maybe placing this episode right after the episode where she cleaned a bunch was probably not the, the best thing either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, like her cleaning, like the last thing she wants to do is exert herself anymore. Then she'd have to have sex with Al every day. What she'd think she'd like, but... Bon Bon. I'm here to change your whole life, Peggy Bundy. Bon Bon. <laughs> Mrs. Bundy, you're a strong woman, but I'm the healthiest man in Chicago. I can see this week is going to be a test of wills. So the next scene we see uh, Peg and Jim on the couch eating bonbons, and now... Jim Jupiter even smokes cigarettes. He leaves. Marcy forgives Peg pretty easily, I guess. And now, ladies, live from Chicago, the Jim Jupiter Show. Hi, ladies. I'm Jim Jupiter. The healthiest man in Chicago. Yeah, let's get that uh, exercise thing over with, shall we? And one. Jim's new show is on ever since he left Peg's house. We see him slouched on the couch, fat, and smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and it's weird because they add fat to obviously a healthy guy. And it's weird because it looks like they wrapped like something around his stomach. Uh, yeah, he, 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 the way he was slouched on the couch 
It felt like he was like purposely like trying to push his face up to make it look fatter. Right. He's put on some weight, hasn't he? <laughs> oh, he's just pumped. In his chin? <laughs> well, don't worry about Jim. He knows what he's doing. He is the healthiest man in Chicago. Jim says, let's get it over this workout thing. He grabs his chest and collapses and dies live on the show. The cameras just keep going because I guess back in those days, not everyone was like, oh, hurry up, kill the camera. <laughs> my boyfriend's dead. Your boyfriend, he's my boyfriend. No, mine. 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 He's mine. mine. Now, Justin, like, I tried to hide last week's mishap when I told you by accident because they gave the description of the show. But so were either of you shocked when he died or? No, because I, the, I mean, I knew, like, the even to watch the episode, I have to click the episode, which is titled Don't, Dead Men Don't, like, I mean, technically it could have been like a, I don't know, like metaphorical or something, but like I expected it to kind of go down this way. If I hadn't seen the title of the episode, I for sure wouldn't have thought that. But seeing the title and seeing how the episode goes, you kind of start realizing, like you can start calling it pretty fast. It kind of loses its like punch. Yeah. Punch to, yeah, it loses its punch. That was a, that was a mistake on them. Yeah. They shouldn't have done that. I wonder if there's like another reference for that title. Does that title mean anything? But yeah, that's a shame. You guys will never know, and you should have you should have been able to experience it. But because of these stupid titles of these episodes, but it doesn't happen all the time. Hopefully, it doesn't happen again. So the two hot blondes fight over their dead boyfriend. They both never knew that they were both dating him. Um, now Peg has tremendous guilt over Jim's death. I can't believe it. He looked so healthy when he was here. What could have happened to him? After these messages, we'll be right back. As a parent, I appreciate the importance of education, but I also appreciate the value of teaching our children good fitness habits. With all that proven benefit of regular exercise, you can see why physical education is so important to their future. Our children need healthy hearts to grow into healthy adults. So let's be sure that they grow up smart, and fit. And if you're still not convinced, I'll be back. Blood sugar level enough to kill three horses. <laughs> Cholesterol level high enough to damn the mighty Mississippi. That's right. Oh, it's my fault, Al. I did it. I killed the healthiest man in Chicago. Well, you've been killing me and you don't seem to care. Yeah, you're different. You've been as good as dead for years. But what about our children? I mean, is our lifestyle killing them? Do we care enough about our kids? Are we concerned enough as parents? Where are the kids? How would I know? Burgers here. Now, who had the wet and greasy? No more burgers for this family. So I guess that means the food situation is going a lot better 
for the Bundys. They're eating. They're eating, but they're also rehashing a plot they've already used before in Thinergy, where they do the whole, like, eating healthy. Except this time the kids have to do it also. Right. And by the way, the title of this episode is from a movie by Steve with Steve Martin in it called Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. That's just not famous enough for to throw you off and not know the ending of this. Yeah, that's like me going, it's based off the Philips CDI game, Plumbers Don't Wear Ties. Yeah, I do know that. Right. And that wouldn't throw us off. So, yeah, I guess Peg has a Thinergy moment. That's pretty interesting. That That at least shows that that's how we know how her mind thinks and things like that. So it does make sense. So that's that's pretty good continuity. Uh, she throws out the burgers, hits Buck with it. <laughs> then she throws – oh, no, she throws out her bonbons afterwards and then hits Buck with those because he went out there to eat the burgers. Pe- Kelly doesn't want to eat wheat germ or germ. I did not find that joke jump funny the first time, but the second time it's used was actually really funny. <laughs> right. Oh, it's germ, Daddy. Thanks, Pop. Yeah, that the second, the first time I was like, "Okay, sure, she doesn't know how to pronounce something again." But then the second time when she corrects out, <laughs> I was like, "All right, that that is actually, that's actually good." Yeah, I would like to try bee spit or sunflower paste. Actually, uh, I'll have some too if you spread mine on styrofoam. <laughs> I know you think you're responsible for killing Jim. And yet you have no guilt of squashing the life out of me, but that's another meeting. <laughs> anyway, what I'm trying to say is you didn't kill Jim. Good health killed Jim. See, he purified his body so completely that when finally called upon to do so, he couldn't handle the grease and sugar and toxic waste that we call food. <laughs> he rendered himself extinct. See, healthy people are like dinosaurs. They're not fit to survive. Jim's body couldn't handle the burgers and bonbons and pastry suckings like real Americans You see, Peg, we are the truly strong You really think so, Al? Absolutely You see that cockroach over there? That one? No, that one Well, any one of them You don't see them carrying off a can of wheat germ, do you? Germ, Dad. Thank you, Pumpkin. So, Peg, let's all follow the example of our friend the cockroach. They were here before man, they'll be here after man. You know why? They eat crap. And I say anything that's good enough for the cockroach is good enough for my family. Darn right I do, and I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I'm hungry enough to block a colon. Grease <laughs> <laughs> burgers for everyone on Dad. What do you say? Is that like? Can you believe that at all? That this super healthy dude would would die from eating two weeks worth of bad food yeah yeah Yeah. like they said he had uh, his blood sugar was high enough to kill three horses <laughs> and i was just like I, I i don't know enough to really like make anything of that i'm just like i don't know what's considered high for a horse what's considered low was he like 
was did it, like at most it should have just put him to like pushing diabetic and maybe he lost a leg. <laughs> I don't know about dying. Like he couldn't handle grease like real Americans. I'm pretty sure he was American. He didn't sound foreign at all. But he didn't eat know. like an American. Like, and his cholesterol level is high enough to damn the mighty Mississippi. Like, this again is a case where it's really a turn your brain off episode I think we've uncovered here. Because I don't think we're supposed to really put much thought. I think we're just supposed to laugh here. And that definitely works. I think... um even this situation, like how could he possibly die? I think it's more like a metaphor or a, it's not, you're not supposed to think of how he could have really died. It's just a funny idea. You know what I mean? Like to, to really think of how this could medically happen. It, it obviously can't. So it's just a goof, you know, it's just for fun. It can for germs though, actually. <laughs> you, you can be so sanitized that it actually hurts you when you actually, because germs evolve and all that, it works for for that. It doesn't work for food. Yeah, well, it's I guess they're like uh, it's the principle of the idea is what we're really supposed to think about, not logistics. So I don't think we're supposed to think. Well, either way, I mean, you're supposed to acknowledge the principle of it. You're not supposed to really think of anything, right? They were here before, and they will be here after us because they eat crap. That is the mighty cockroach. And at the end of the show, they even have a, a dedication to the cockroach. And it says, uh, this show is dedicated to our brother, the mighty cockroach. Let him show us the way. So obviously, this is not to be taken seriously. Now, these two chicks, uh, what do we know about them? The two girls who were dating Jim Jupiter. So we've got Bunny and Lola. I'm not sure which one is which. Uh, because... I've I, Michelle Smith, the one who plays Bunny. I have seen her again naked in Hologram Man, which I want to see really bad now. And then the other chick, Catherine Eidstady. How do you say this name, Alex? E I C K S T A D A E D. Well, you're asking me, dude. I can't say typical words like meringue. I was hoping it would be like a Skeleton Crew throwback. Okay, Ixtate. Ixtate. Oh, that's not bad. Okay. So she's been on The Real Housewives of San Diego and Beverly Hills as herself, so I guess she married someone famous, but she has not been nude anywhere. I could not find anything where she had been nude. So at best, you get to see Bunny nude in the movie Hologram Man. So check that out. Nice. And we will be right back with the ratings for this week's episode. No Ma'am will be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Just type in www.facebook.com slash groups slash Married with Children podcast. Be sure to subscribe to them on iTunes and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to channels and search up Married with Children podcast. Now they are available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and have access to all of the bonus Married with Children podcast content. You can email them at MarriedWChildrenPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now the guys are going to give their final thoughts and ratings of this week's episode. Okay, guys, how many weeks is Jim Jupiter going to be at your house for some... Thrust squats, or whatever Peg says. 
Wait, what'd you say to Marcy? He's gonna squat. Oh, squat thrust all over my head all for two weeks. Oh, who cares? Squish away from. Oh my me. god, that was great. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I don't know. Okay, so this episode, uh, I liked it enough. Um, I thought that it, I, I do think that it's it will be a memorable episode 100% because you did say that and I, I do feel like that I think I always knew who Jim Jupiter is from now on right. especially if you buy a Jim Jupiter shirt <laughs> and you'll never forget but like overall like I didn't actually find this episode that funny which is kind of sad um, because I felt like this had major potential uh, I just thought that it was you know decently funny just not greatly funny and uh so i'm coming i'm gonna be spending three weeks <laughs> doing squat thrust with uh jim jupiter three weeks how about you jerry it was an okay episode but i don't think i'd ever we re- rewatch this one it has a few funny spots i really liked the uh don't let the slit wrist fool you line other than that i just did not really enjoy this episode i don't think it was as bad as previous episodes that have been bad, I'm actually giving this a 2.5. And I started Ooh. this. I started this with a three. Y'all talked me down to a 2.5. Actually, mostly JP talked me down to a 2.5. <laughs> Is it because it's a peg centric episode? I noticed those don't get very high marks here. I, I actually don't think that that's the case in this one. I just I just don't think that the jokes I, are that strong. I, I don't think the jokes are that strong. I don't think the. I think they sacrificed too much of their believability for jokes that weren't good enough to make me accept that trade. Huh. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, and I do want to point out if someone in the group can tell me what the second Judy Garland references in this episode, I'll give you a shout out because I, I want to see who will catch it, but yeah. I, I'm doing 2.5 for this one. Interesting. Okay. I give this episode a five out of five. I love it. Holy. It's great to me. Um, that is, that's a pretty big gap. Yeah. From Jerry. Did we have one of those? Somebody, what was, uh, uh what was I that? mean, we've had a big gap with like earth angel between me and Alex, but yeah, earth angel is probably it. Yeah. And then, well, I guess, uh, the other gap would be the Elvis episode with you. JP. Right. That's the other gap. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. I think it's all great. The whole opening peg, Al coming in, everything he said about Jim, when Jim meets the kids, when, you know, Jim meets Al, Steve being there when they leave, the working out, I love the whole thing. Uh, I think it's just a funny concept, funny character, peg, drawing the line and battling Jim out and then completely turning him, turning the whole thing on his head and he has no willpower compared to Peg Bundy, which we all kind of knew was coming. And I, I think that you guys lost something with the punch of it, with him dying. I think that would have at least been um, a nice ending for you had it not been uh, given away in the title. Also, I think I would have rather have seen, um, instead of them rehashing the Synergy thing, which they did do a little different, but is close enough I'm calling it a rehash. I would have rather have seen the battle between Jim Jupiter and Peggy. I, I kind of like that I didn't see because I don't think it would be believable if I did. I can't I can't see It's Jim. not believable that much. Like, the plot's not believable that much as it is. Though. Right, but it would be less believable. Yeah, but they would have... But I think there would have been better jokes in there, so the sacrifice would have been a better trade-off. I mean, that's... 
pure speculation, so I can't. I mean, I can't stand behind that because it's pure speculation. But right, but we did that this whole episode. We pointed out plenty of ways other things could have happened right from the beginning. Uh, it's just an episode that has a lot of. It, it could have a lot of cooks in the kitchen, I guess you could say, because a lot of people could interject different ideas that may have been better, may have been whatever. And, and this this is like an episode that's like fodder for that for some reason. Um, but I think that what is on screen worked. Uh, I liked, I just liked the whole thing and I've watched this so many times and I've never had a bad experience. So I could never give this any less than a five. I love it. And I don't think I would have watched it like 30 times if I didn't love it. So, uh, yeah, the whole thing, the whole ending's great. Al's speech about the cockroach is great. (laughs) It's just like, it's just a, so it's so the Bundy's that it's just perfect. So that's that. Uh, Next week, we're going to review Season 4, Episode 3, Buck Saves the Day. Kelly and Bud need to raise money for concert tickets for themselves, which is already wrong. Bud already has the money. Oh, duh, he's doing it in reverse. So Bud sells out... Ugh, never mind. Guys, Buck Saves the Day next week. <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> Please. <laughs>